Welcome to City Limits. I'm Kevin. And I'm Ann. And we're recording this um, Tuesday, January 24th, 2023. And we had some snow last night, three inches, which if the rest of winter is like that, sign me up. Almost through January. I'd say we're through January. Yeah. February is a short month. Before you know, it'll be spring. I'm not going to say sign me up because I'm afraid I'll jinx it. So let's yeah, just... <laughs> you shouldn't sign <laughs> All right. I think we have a lot to get to in this show. I think so, too. So why don't we start right away with the Adams Academy? We did a show on December 2nd. Really, we did a public service. <laughs> if you have trouble sleeping, <laughs> throw that show it was, on. It was a very... <laughs> Legal heavy. <laughs> it was very good, but very, you know, <laughs> you may not. It's not the liveliest show. <laughs> All right. So the Quincy Sun picked it up. The Patriot Ledger has yet to pick it up. I don't think they picked up the actual ruling, but they, they did pick something up, the Quincy Sun. That's okay. Oh, yeah. But they're talking about it. So. Yeah, that's good. And it's, it's only because the mayor and the administration are appealing yet again. Oh, I know. It's... It's amazing. Yeah. So I'll just read this first opening by um, Scott Jackson. Mm -hmm. Judge rules against City in Adams Academy suit. Uh, City appealing decision. In the latest chapter in the long-running dispute over the ownership of the Adams Academy, a Superior Court judge recently ruled that a trust fund established by President John Adams was the owner of the land on which is the historic building is located, not the city of Quincy. Mm -hmm. Which, if you did hear our show, we, we went through the timeline. It's not the first time. No. The, the, the highest court in the state has ruled against the city. Yeah. It's the second time, actually, <laughs> about the same case. And um, the city's going to appeal it. And I'm not sure what the basis of the appeal is on. Um, we'll have to, to wait to be able to get that. But the interesting thing is, is that I think it was on the Joe Catalano show um, this morning that the administration was, the mayor was on the Joe Catalano show and he was kind of going through, you know, the, his timeline. He was omitting a few things, but right. you know, he was basically saying that it was the Adams, the, the original trust was based, Temple Trust was based for the Adams Academy and the presidential, the um, Church of the Presidents and Woodward School for Girls was not part of it. And therefore they're doing a money grab of some sort. But there was a there was a decree, uh, say pre decree in nineteen fifty three that basically and, and all that means is that it's actually reappointing the the beneficiary and the Woodward School for Girls was renamed as the beneficiary. To the closest intent of what the Adamses meant, basically. Yeah. And and how the and the Woodward School for Girls was basically developed by John Adams's cousin, his doctor. His cousin and his primary doctor physician. And they wanted to do what you know, Abigail Adams wanted to do was to remember the ladies so that, they, that we would have a school for the boys and also a school for the girls so that they, we would have a well-educated population in this area. And the Woodward School for Girls stays, has, has been in business since it had opened and the Adams Academy for Boys closed in 1907. So the intent of, the intent of what was happening was, um, was very much true. And another interesting fact was that, you know, it used to be for Quincy girls, but then the we no longer have a hospital and babies are no longer born at Quincy Hospital. So they were able to, I think through a home run petition, they were able to have um, people come from out of, out of town to that school. Right. 
and this is the latest the latest development that kind of spurred this whole thing is it began in July uh, 2021 when Quinter recorded an order of taking for the Adams Academy and it was approved for eminent domain taking by the city council in an eight to one vote mm-hmm. you a lone vote against it mm-hmm. and you had brought up this whole issue how it hadn't been decided yet. Yeah, I was concerned that we were jumping the gun because this was this was something that was still and it was it was in court because Quincy had appealed it and basically they were basically saying no we can take it by eminent domain because we own the land they own the building and that was Quincy's basic yeah principle the, behind the, it the city claimed that it was the owner of the land mm-hmm. and what was interesting was that I was pretty much um, I was I was I wasn't treated very well at that council meeting which is okay it's not unusual. But I was pretty much told that I didn't know what I was talking about, that they that this ruling didn't hold any bearing on taking this land by eminent domain. Um, a question came up by other counselors basically saying, is this going to put this to rest? You know, are we going to hear back from you? And there was no promises that we wouldn't. But, you know, what this ruling does say is that we don't own the land and we don't own the building. And, you know, it's probably going to cost much, much, much more money if it could be priceless. I have no idea. But the question that I have is, how much more money is a city Quincy willing to spend right. on something where this is going back decades? I mean, we we were the trustees of this trust. The city of Quincy once was the trustees of this trust. And when, when the Woodwood School for Girls became the beneficiary, the Woodwood School for Girls took the city to court and they lost. And when we say they lost, I mean, the city of Quincy lost. They lost and they're no longer the trustee. They got it. They got the trustee taken away from them because they, you know, they were misguided in the way they were dealing with the trustee. They weren't investing things appropriately. They were selling off lands that were part of the trust. They were selling it to, to the people that are connected to City Hall. People, not the current city hall. I'm not saying that. Yep. But through the through the 20, 30, 40 years, things were being sold. It's all documented. This is all in the legal documentation that you can you can read. It's 76 pages. It's interesting. It's, they wrote it's, themselves checks. They wrote themselves checks. They had they, lunches. They paid for lunches. They they hired people who were on the payroll to get paid again on the trustee. They sold land. They developed the land. The city then collected the taxes on the land that were once land that was owned was right. meant, meant not for the a penny went to the Woodward School. No, and and this was all. And, and what happened was the Woodward School was kind of looking at it, saying, you know, this doesn't seem to make sense. Like this this investment, the benefit where the beneficiaries of this trust doesn't make sense. And they hired a forensic accountant and took him to court. And the city of Quincy lost. And they didn't just lose; they lost their ability to be the trustee of the Temple Trust. And it's a big losing. So, you know, that John Adams left the, in, left the city of Quincy in charge of this as the benefit, as the trustee of, of this fund. And, you know, they, the city of Quincy lost it. And now there's a different trustee. And um, that was to Giacomo. He passed away. Now they have a different one, a different one that's in Boston. And it's not going to get any easier. So... Because that, that is their fiduciary responsibility is to make sure that they are overseeing and protecting the beneficiary of the trusts that they represent. Right. This morning on Joe Catalano's show, this the mayor called it a money grab. Mm-hmm. He said a couple other unfortunate things. At the end of the at the end of the day, if we lose and lose, then we're going to have to pay, which I think is stick up money, quite frankly. That's in the um, that's in the Quincy Sun. You know, these are this is that this is this is an administration, and this is the way we're talking about a, a legal at, at the highest court in the state of Massachusetts, the Supreme Judiciary Court. We are talking about stick up like a like like stick up and 
land and money grabs. And, you know, it's just, and it's putting Quincy on the map for all the wrong reasons. This is, this isn't something that's gone back one or two years. We're going back to John Adams, the history of our city, the city of Quincy, the Woodward School for Girls, which is also historic in our city because it was also part of the, the Adams family. And, you know, this is a historic, it's, it's, it's our history and we're rewriting it. And we're, we're leaving a lot of facts out about how, how we got to this place yeah. rather than maybe try to find a way to be able to work together to be able to maybe get to the ends that we want to get to because this is costing the taxpayers of the city of Quincy millions and millions and millions of right. dollars. He says in the paper, um, in the Quincy Sun, things are going to go on for a little while, Coke says. Mm-hmm. I, at the end of the day, I can't, I don't see the city relinqu- relinquishing control of the Adams Academy or that proper to the Woodward School. It's yeah. just like he's basically see he's he's accusing them of a money grab, right? Mm-hmm. What he's doing, he's he's squatting, <laughs> squatting, but he's 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 basically doing a land grab mm-hmm. for a discounted price because he can he thinks he can, right? By him to tell me, but he can't. But he's because... being told by the highest court in the state, by the Supreme Court justice, that by the full bench that you don't own the land, you don't own the building. Yeah, they lost the first case, and it was just one ruler, one ruling by the, the Supreme Court, and then they went back to the full bench for a full bench ruling, and they lost it again, and now they're appealing again. Yeah. And the question really should be is, you know, we were basically saying it was going to cut, they were, they were going to buy it, buy him the domain by like $2.3 million or something right. to that. It was a, it was a really low number. Yeah. And at this point, we've already paid that and more. We'll never know because we'd have to have a forensic accountant counting of the For city. what these legal cases across the city. Yeah. And, and, and for, if you have complained about your taxes, I mean, every money, every dollar he gets in, he uses for something else. Yeah. And, and the thing is, is he'll say it's because of the pension. It's not. It's because of all of this frivolous spending that's happening. And it's not just happening with the Adams Academy or the fact that we want to have an Adams Presidential Library and that we're going to take the city of Boston to court to get the books back that we don't own either. It's just, yeah. It just goes on and on. I mean, this is this is not uh, this is not you know city limits making up stories. This is the fact of how we're running our city, and that we think we can bully and push and threaten people to be able to get what we want. I mean, I brought this up in a council meeting, and I was treated as if I was somehow the enemy, you know, because I basically questioned, shouldn't we be waiting until we get the SJC yeah. ruling back? I, I guess mean, he's not used to being told no. No, it, it's not even just no. It's just we're, we're not allowed to question anything, and if you question anything, it's like. You know, how dare you question you know, the man right. behind the green curtain? And it's the, the fact of the matter is, is that there are a lot of questions that we have to have in Quincy. If we really want to have our city move in the right direction, we, you know, we talk about, you know, we're the city moving in the right direction. We have to actually be crystal clear about how we're doing it and transparent about what we're doing and why we're doing it. Right. You know, this is a historic city. And if we, if we really went about this the right way. It's instead a historic of, school. Instead of getting offended by what was happening, we should have been appalled about how things were done yeah. and corrected it. Yeah. yeah. And worked with them. Work with them. And then and then work towards the goals of what our future could be. It's kind of a shame because I don't know what he's going to do now mm-hmm. to uh, you know, rekindle that relationship. I don't think he I don't think we're about rekindling relationships. I think we're about just proving that, you know, you know, just saying it louder, stronger, meaner. You know, you know, you know, saying it's a money grab, saying it's a hold up, you know, using words like that is very um, it's it's just it's non that is not about actually mending mending fences. And I think, you know, sometimes people think if they say it, the more you say it, the more it makes it real. Yeah. It's not like this is this is the Supreme the Supreme Judicial Court came back and ruled. And it, again, if you want to read it, 
I encourage people to read it. I mean, I know that they, you know, some of my some of my fellow colleagues said that they don't like to read things. This is an important thing to read because you're voting on it. You know, these are important things. Right. Do they have to come back to the council if it's if the price yeah. does go up? So if the price comes up, it goes back. They should come back to the council. This should come back to the council in any case because we're going to be taken to court even further. But we read about this once again, you in know, the in the in the paper. And this is all part of, of course, you know, last July he announced the plans to construct the new Adams Presidential Center. Mm-hmm on those properties. And if you look at ARPA funds, he spent it's over a million dollars at least on on the presidential museum. On the presidential museum so far. I thought that wasn't going to cost the taxpayer anything. Well that's He's got an thing. exhibition design company too, maybe. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what they're doing. Yeah. So the thing is is that you know, buyer beware. When somebody says it's not going to cost you anything, it's costing you yeah. something. So when your taxes go up or, you know, your assessed values go up, it's because we're doing such a great job. But it's really just because you know, the city, we should be able to control ourselves with spending and we should be able to move our city forward without having to, you know, pillage from the the hardworking people of the city of Quincy. Right. So I think that does it for this subject. We'll probably be returning to this again, unfortunately. Yeah, it will. You know, I'm sure once we find out what the ruling is, we'll follow it. I know that you know, some people have more connections than me, but it's not hard. You just call up and you, you follow it. You keep chasing it down until it happens. Right. So the next thing we want to talk about is uh, it's also in the sun, and it's also it was also was- on his podcast a couple of weeks ago, and the podcast this morning with Joe Canalano. So listen up to these other podcasts because they are important too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And this is for the 610 McGrath Highway. 610 McGrath Highway. This is also by Scott Jackson. The city recently purchased a building on McGrath Highway in Quincy Center, which Mayor Thomas Koch said will be used for Alcoholic Anonymous meetings. The city purchased the property at 610 McGrath Highway for $1.8 million on December 29th. The property contains 9,359 square feet of land, according to the city's online property records, and is home to a single-story office building. So that's from The Sun. Um, Also on his podcast, he described the process. This was on January 13th, um, Mayor's podcast, Podcast Quincy City something. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) It's owned by... The, the site was actually owned by the McIntyre family, mm-hmm. and it was once it was looked at by DCAM, Division of Capital Asset Management, to rebuild the courthouse that's right behind Next door. it. Yep. And they, I guess they withdrew the offer. So the McIntyre family, this is on his podcast, reached out to, to him, and he said, you know what? I'd be very interested in it. We use federal money. And we're going to use that building for the purpose of, and then he went into the whole reason why. Mm-hmm. And then his reason why is because during the pandemic, a lot of these groups, AA mm-hmm. meeting groups, uh, had trouble finding spaces, which is understandable. He's saying that it's it's justified. Well, he's saying that it's he's using ARPA funds mm-hmm. to do it, and it's justified under ARPA. And somewhere down the road, it's it may be needed for the courthouse. Mm. It's purely a place for meetings. The Gavin Foundation will be booking them. Um, that's the only thing that's going to be happening there. No detox center. He he went on today with Joe saying um, to today on the twenty fourth of January. Right. He's saying, in his opinion, uh, the state's asleep at the switch because they have been there have been properties available 
over the last decade that are no longer available, the courthouse replacement is probably going to happen right where it is, which means that they're going to need more property. And he doesn't understand why they're not taking, taking it, I guess. It's very valuable. The longer they wait, the more it costs. So uh, I guess we don't have a, we don't have a problem with, with those groups using it, right? Well, $1.8 million is a lot of money. And I'm sure that it could, it, it's, it's a lot of money. And, it, and to say it's for the AA, that, that's, that's, a, that's a noble reason to be buying something, but it should really come to the city council when you're acquiring any properties. And I will say that that's the way it's supposed to happen. Um, it's interesting because it's saying they're saying they're using ARPA funds when they bought the Monroe building. We didn't have a big spread. And this is the reason we're flagging. Yeah, the the, the ARPA build the ARPA funds were used to buy the Monroe building. There wasn't a big spread in the newspaper about why he was doing that. That's because the city council was going to say no. That's why the ARPA funds were used for that. Then we bought a marina, and again, it was not in the paper to explain why the city of Quincy is buying a marina. It still hasn't oh, been can explained. Can we go backwards? You know what's funny about um. What he said today, you just mentioned the Marone building. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> one of the big arguments for people was, you know, 80% of the kids aren't from Quincy that go there. Go where? To Quincy College. It, no, that's 80% of the kids that don't go to Quincy. That's true. 80% of the kids that go to Quincy College aren't from, aren't from Quincy. But I think what you were saying is today in the podcast, he was saying. He's saying if you want to use this as an argument, meaning most Woodward, Woodward, Woodward School for Girls. Most most kids are from Quincy. Yeah, which is kind of funny. It is funny. So when it comes to Quincy, when it comes to Quincy College, you know, eighty percent of the kids that don't go to the city that don't that go to Quincy College that aren't from the city, we're gonna we bought a Monroe building with our opera funds to build a college, and you know that was the argument that we're having. But Woodward School for Girls is part of a a part of a as a beneficiary of a trust. <laughs> he's, he's he it's just it's just ironic. And we'll use any bail that we can. But yeah. okay, back to our funds because you're sorry, that was in the side. <laughs> we're we're all over the place today, Kev. But but the ARPA funds we used for the Monroe building, the marina, the marina wasn't explained as to why we were purchasing that, the Verk building on yeah. Fernsbrook, and then a house in North Quincy. None of West these Quincy. things West Quincy. None of these Quin- none of these sites have been explained to anybody at the city right. council. We have asked them to come before us and to explain what why is this giant article. There's a giant article about the six ten um McGrath Highway and how it's gonna be for AA. But before the article came out, I had been getting email inquiries. I got a couple of text messages and I got a several phone calls in regards to, because it was it was in the Quincy Sun saying that this 610 McGrath Highway was purchased by the city of Quincy. And I went back and I looked up in my diff book from diff, diff funding four, and it wasn't identified. What we had was the dollar, there was two buildings on Hancock Street and 1455, 1459 and 1620 Hancock Street. And then the, the IHOP on, the IHOP was identified for purchases for the diff fund with $53 million. And I thought, well, and he didn't know where he where the money was coming from. So I called and I asked and I had some invoices pulled. And guess what? They didn't pay for it through ARPA. They paid for it through the DIF for funding. Right. So he's, so, he's lying or he doesn't know well, where the, the money's coming I've from. I've said this before. Like, you know, which is it? So are we moving into the Greenleaf building any day now? Or do, <laughs> do we not know? And which is very frightening to me that, you know, the administration that's out talking to the public saying this is ARPA money. And, you know, he'll come before us at any time, but he has to get his arms around what he spent it on because it's $46 million. But the fact of the matter is, is I went and then had, I went and looked at the ARPA funds and it's all encumbered. And what that means, it's, there's, they don't have a penny left to, to they can, they, I guess they could fire all the people they hired because they have a big line item for personnel because they have about 40 people they pay through the ARPA fund for personnel. Wow. 
they have um, they have a lot of money that they that they have contracted out contracted out. So we they they don't really have 1.8 million dollars in the opera funds to be able to do that unless they do some you know creative financing there. But and it could be it's going to be a journal entry at some point that they'll move it over. But the fact of the matter is, currently today it is not paid out of the opera funds. It is not used the federal COVID money. It's used your district improvement financing funds that are supposed to be improving our downtown district. And those funds are being paid for. Listen up, people who live in Quincy Center. Your taxes are supposed to be paying down those investments that we have. And those investments are supposed to be, you know, for, you know, they're doing the infrastructure for the development, taking acquiring buildings that are going to be for the betterment of the downtown. Now, 610 McGrath Highway is actually in the map of the district improvement, so it does fit into that category, but it is not being paid for by opera funds. And certainly an AA program is not part of what I think the vision for the downtown was. I have no idea. And it wasn't listed as part of the it was not, book they wanted to use diff money. No. And the interesting thing is, is the caveat. And everything that comes with this administration is always a caveat. Like, we're doing this for the AA, but it might be used. The for courthouse. the courthouse. It's really for the courthouse. It's really for the, the courthouse. State, state yeah. couldn't justify it, so he's picking up the tab. Yeah. And and and, and to help this this well established family, basically. Well, you know, and, and let's take take the well established family out of the equation. I'm not sure if the well established family really called. Maybe the well established family had an offer from somebody else other than the state. And, oh. And maybe the, I mean, I don't know. I'm just saying, like, you could look at this a million different ways, right? You know, and we know that. But the other thing is, is that we heard the courthouse was going to go over by. The MBTA tracks, yeah. and then it was going to go over in the Ross parking lot. So, so really, is what is what is the facts? Because you know, facts are tricky things. Right. But the facts are this: the money on December twenty eighth, twenty twenty two, was a cash wire transfer for one point eight million dollars. Be specifically one point eight million four hundred nineteen dollars to buy the six ten McGrath Highway was taken out of your district improvement financing bond that's being paid for in the city of Quincy, right. not out of ARPA. So he, let's be let's be truthful. He when said we're on two podcasts in, in the Quincy Sun that it, he's using ARPA. You can say anything you want. You can say it as many times as you want to, but you really have to understand that there's a reason why you should want your counselors to actually approve what's being purchased in the city of Quincy, whether it's COVID money or the diff money because it's it's just wrong about how we're doing these things and you know it's it's it has to be you know people are calling about this i want you to continue to call and continue to inquire because honestly we should be doing these things correctly transparency does matter in government it should yeah mm -hmm. all right so i think that does it for this and to those groups that are reportedly going to be using that please let us know if you can't get in there and use them and it's being used for something else no i'm sure it's going to be used. i mean i i, I can't they have to use it for that now <laughs> yeah all right so uh our next issue i guess uh it looks like granite links is going to be coming before the council again on i think it's going to be coming on february 13th yeah february 13th it hasn't been scheduled yet, but I know it's not coming. It's not coming on, on the thirtieth because Mr. McCarthy won't be at the meeting on the thirtieth, so February thirteenth. Right. So he sent a notice out to council, I guess, mm -hmm. uh, saying that get your questions in. Get your questions in. So basically, he's just basically saying that the final the final meeting is going to happen on February thirteenth because he's going to be away on January thirtieth, and he wants our final questions in so we can have all the answers that night. 
which is very limited in the view of how what's happening here. So I'm going to say that. And that will be the final ordinance meeting on the Quarry Hills lease. Not, no, that's what he's saying. That doesn't necessarily mean that's going to be the final case. I mean, I think. What, and that's why we're letting people know. So. Yeah. So what I think needs to happen is I think people, there's a lot of people who have been asking lots of questions. And I just, and people kept asking me, are they going to have more public hearings, public open forums for people to come up and speak? That is up to the ordinance chair. But what you need to do is reach out to all of your city councilors and let them know that you believe that this is something for transparency that needs to have an opportunity for the public to speak. Because there are financial implications to the city of Quincy for a 99-year lease. There is traffic issues that need to be resolved before any 99-year lease being comes Not just track, is traffic, is safety. Safety issue. There was, a, there was a car that came off of a shooting drive that flipped over and, you know, went on fire. You know, that was recently. That yeah, was, thank God it didn't make it to the highway. Yeah, that was January 2nd, I believe. I forget. It was, as we were driving into the airport, so it was definitely January 2nd. But my, my point of this is that, you know, there were trails and, and connections and upkeep of, of, of ball fields that need to be taken care of. These are all minimal things that should have been happening in the current lease. And by the way, it's an election year. And this, this, you know, the, the Quarry Hills Association has 22 years left on their lease. So there is no major rush to say that this is the final meeting. There's, there's nothing to say that this has to be, you know, raced down the track. We need to slow it down. And to do that, we need people to call their city councilors and demand that we slow this down and we do it in a way that is transparent with people having the ability to come up and speak potentially on all of those issues, if not, you know, more. Right. Okay. So I, th- I think that does it on the <laughs> important issues. Mm-hmm. Are the re- important issues for the council and the and city government? There are a couple of things I want to mention. Uh, events that are coming up: Saturday, February fourth, is the twelfth annual Chili Bowl Chili Cookoff, mm-hmm. um, and that's at the House Neck Congregational Church, and that's happening from one to four. Mm-hmm. I haven't been one to I haven't been to one in a couple of years. But I might have to make you it's, come. <laughs> it's pretty good if I remember correctly. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. Well we haven't been to it a couple of years. They had it last year, but they haven't we haven't been to it in a couple of years because of COVID. Yeah. But it's back on. It's exciting to have it back on. It raises funds for the community. They do a great job down in House Neck and it's it just I encourage people to come on out. It's it's a great way to spend your afternoon. Right. And then on Sunday, February fifth from 11 to 4 p.m., of course, is the 2023 Lunar New Year Festival at North Quincy High School. Mm-hmm. It's so, the Year of the Rabbit. It's the Year of the Rabbit. It's a zodiac sign. There's 12 of them. <laughs> there's 12 rabbits? There's 12 rabbits in my No, backyard. there's 12 There's twelve different animals. And, you know, the thing that's... So Lunar New Year actually started on Sunday, January 22nd, and it goes for 15 days until the full moon. So they celebrate... the, the It's a it's kind of a feast of celebrations over the 15 days. And it's food, it's celebration, it's celebrating... They, they'll do the red lanterns. They'll do calligraphy. This will this will they'll, they'll have at um at North Quincy High School, and it's it's really a cultural opportunity to really have to immerse yourself and to really you know to to celebrate to celebrate the new year and to to actually learn about a, a culture and and it's it's a lot of fun. I think there's there's the dragon the dragon dancers. There's there's a lot of things that go on that that there's an interest for everybody. Right, and then the last thing, which is really uh, comes before both those events, is the mayor's state of the city address, Tuesday, January thirty first, at ten thirty a.m. at the Great Hall, at City Hall. Mm-hmm. And I think that's open to the public too. I mean, I, th- I think it might get filled, but if, if people want to go, I think. They can. Yeah, and I'm sure it'll be covered on cable. So, yeah. and then I'm sure we'll do a show on it. Sure. Yeah. 
Um, so I'm curious um, on what the administration has to say. So I think it, that does it for this week, Mom. See you in the Thanks, everybody. Thanks, everybody.